from the college campus of Calamity comes the self-aware slasher sequel to solidify that Ghostface is here to stay. That's right, we're talking about 1997 Scream 2. The Woodsboro wacko himself Ghostface starts slashing again, but this time we leave the million-dollar mansions of California and start slaying students at Sydney's college. How many co-eds does it take to successfully survive a sequel? How many moody glares are necessary to take you off the suspect list? And how many red herrings before a film looks like a fish market? I hope you have your signed Gail Weathers books handy, your caller ID on, and suspect list printed from the library, because we're about to take a Chuttle Club's second stab at the Scream franchise. Not the Chuttle. Chuttle. Surprise. Whoa. Oh, that's fantastic. Fuck good. If what the actual fuck was a movie, out of the mist and into the fog, it's Chuddle the Pod. Welcome, Chuddle Club members, to a brand new meeting of the Chuddle the Pod Horror Movie Club. My name's Brian, and I am joined by my co-occupants of the pod, Ross. Oh, hey. And Sam. Sup. Tonight, we check our caller ID as we stab into 1997 Scream 2, currently streaming on Paramount+. Plus. All of the screams are over there, so mm-hmm. that's your home for Scream at the moment. Before we kick it off tonight, we want to let you all know that all meetings are spoiler-free up top, and we will let you know when those spoilers descend. And last but certainly not least, we <laughs> have a Patreon. descended yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> Still waiting for my spoilers to descend. <laughs> no, not yet. Ooh, ooh. My friend Jim's his descended. <laughs> not yet. You're still waiting on this. Just waiting on it. That's okay. We'll let you know when it happens. Last but certainly not least, we have our Patreon, and we gotta shout out our coven of witches. Your sacrifice gives us life. We thank your beautiful souls. And just a little. The coven gets to us. It's just movies for us to watch here. Mm-hmm. And they also get exclusive episodes over there. So exclusive. join us. Now, with all club members present and accounted for, it's time to crack open the goo book and officially begin tonight's meeting. <laughs> goo, goo, goo. <laughs> Our first order of business for tonight is to get into the spoiler-free gooey bits, starting with our tagline. Two years after the first series of murders, as Sydney acclimates to college life, someone donning the ghost face costume begins a new string of killings. Scream 2 was written by Kevin Williamson and directed by one of the goo gods himself, Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Slashing their way onto the screen once again, we have Nev Campbell as Sydney Prescott, Courtney Cox as Gail Weathers, David Arquette as Dewey Riley, Jamie Kennedy as Randy Meeks, Lee Schreiber as Cotton Weary, and newcomers to the series, we get Jada Pagan Smith as Maureen, Omar Epps as Phil, Elise Neal as Hallie, uh, Sid's bestie, Sarah Michelle Geller as Cece. Joshua Jackson's popping in there. Timothy Oliphant as Mickey. Jerry O'Connell as Derek. Laurie Metcalf as Debbie Salt. Portia de Rossi's in it at one point. Mm-hmm. You see Tori Spelling. You got Luke Wilson. You got Heather Graham. Yeah. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. in this one, and those are kind of the big ones there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, when you have a movie in a movie, you got to have all the stars. And there's a whole bunch of cameos and stuff which we can kind of like, you know, talk about when they pop in in the movie. And of course, 
Roger Jackson as the voice mm-hmm. of Ghostface. Indeed. <laughs> now that we know our players, let's determine just how much they're getting hacked up because it's time for the Fatality. Basically, on a scale of 1 to 10, Psycho to the Sadness, how gory is the film? Consistency, intensity, totals. Mm. Ross, do you have something for us? Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's good on consistency. I will give the consistency of the goo in the Goro meter on this one. Like, I think for me, this is going to sit at about a, between a 5 and a 6. Like, I think the, it's consistent. And there are some gore scenes, but not a whole lot of gore scenes. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I believe you gave um, Creepshow a higher score. <laughs> I know. I and know. I think of this as gorier. But uh, Sam, yeah. I was going to give it a seven for uh, maybe like a four for consistency and a three for intensity or maybe flip that or three, five each somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. Sure, because um, I would say just about nearly every murder, we get a good amount of blood, and some more than others. And mm-hmm. oh, totally. I mean, indeed. I I think it's for me. It's the comparison was like I didn't get the intestine flops from the first one. You know what I mean? Like I think when you set mm. the bar out for like a full evisceration, well, those were cut from the first one, so you're just remembering that they I should know. be there. They should. They all should be. <laughs> I agree with you, Sam. I gave it a seven as well with a three for consistency and a four for intensity because like you mentioned, there are some scenes where it's just a little bit more and you know what? We'll get into it. But I don't disagree with you, Ross, that I think the first is gorier, even though the sequel, they even say in this movie, like, you gotta be right. gorier or whatever. And oh. I don't think that it delivered on that person. No, I don't. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I will get, I'll give it a six. I will give it a six. I agree with you guys. But not great. Oh, no. <laughs> well, now that we have a good sense of the gore, I think it's the perfect time to ask. Who is the horror former? <laughs> we like to break this question down into three segments. Genre, how to watch, and is it for beginners? Let's start with sub-genre. Slasher. Slasher. Thriller. Yep, yep. Who done it? 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 Person, <laughs> film, college, college film. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. as a as a kind of a subcategory of slashers. If you like sorority, I mean, or sorority slashers, college slashers, this is a good one. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I definitely thought of it as like a college film when I was younger, watching it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is what it's like at college. Yeah, it's wild. Look at this library. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think that co- covers that. Uh, how to watch it? I. <clears throat> This is tricky. Now, is this a first-time watch or a many-time watch? I think... Sure. Yeah, first time you should be in it and invested. In Get in it. And But have fun by all means. Like, I I wish every Scream movie that I watched was like the opening of Stab. <laughs> yes. In, yes. In the beginning of Scream 2. Um, where it's just... I at least want to go to... Nuts that yeah. at some yeah. point oh, in my yeah, exactly. life if i could go to a scream 7 opening and they were giving out Ghostface costumes i'm gonna murder someone 
<laughs> no, but that would be so fun. Oh my god, I'd be thrilled. Not to murder someone, but the, the <laughs> no. rest of it. No, but you make a really good point, though. I mean, like it's. I, I mean, the the franchise in and of itself is like you can dig the movie like this. Like you can be in a horde of people and just screaming at the at the screen. You know what I mean? Like, like the that's barn a, scene in four would yes. be so much fun. The stabathon. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's much later on. But with this one, I think it would be fun. Maybe a little bit quieter. Group of friends, a good horror group of friends, all hanging out, chilling in the dark, watching this would be a fun time. Oh, especially absolutely. for your first viewing. Yes, then you get all first viewing. Get, then you get get raunchy later. Yeah. First viewing is like five or fewer. You know what I mean? Like beautiful. So then, is it for beginners? I said I said yes. If it wasn't yeah. a sequel, like yeah. I don't think like anything like if you've seen the first one then definitely yeah move on to this one mm-hmm. but, I, but I, I don't think it's a good double header though i think like if you're gonna go do it like a beginner one and two is a great just a double yeah the, the, a double it dip like go space. off on some different rails where it's like completely not for beginners like they do yes. some weird really weird experimental thing with it mm-hmm. yeah i would say like the only reason i wouldn't say it's for beginners is just because it is a sequel i feel like it needs to be needs a nice pairing you know it's gonna give the taste a little better so we're gonna go ahead and i don't know Listen, listen to the winds, look to the skies, and, and see if the chuggle harbinger of doom comes flapping around to bring us any warnings on this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, None that no. I can think of. <laughs> I don't. I mean, just did a flyby tonight. <laughs> yeah. A light, you know, maybe, I would say maybe a cautionary thing about hazing, but that is about... A cautionary, about, yeah, I mean... <laughs> That's a slap on the wrist about hazing, and I think that's maybe it. It's like an afternoon special for fraternities. Yeah. But that's about it. So this one's pretty 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 good in that sense next on we're going to talk about who picked this and why and the history to it and all that stuff i picked this uh because well i said it's time we needed to go down this road and finally and it's happening yeah uh we covered scream one patron exclusive now so if you're over there you can listen to that Mm -hmm. but uh i was itching to come back to the series especially with six coming out recently and just how much we've Mm-hmm. been involved and how much it's around seven's going to be coming very soon <laughs> like oh i bet i could talk about scream so much i've thought of, like man i just need to do a scream podcast that's all the scream <laughs> right, exactly well, exactly you guys also a new, had a new patreon monthly is just the <laughs> the scream sidecast <laughs> the scream sidecast that's so good well you guys had your boil down uh with the nightclub about the scream franchise in general you yeah, I mean? Travis so like, was on yeah. for that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is a great episode. Yeah. You guys should listen to it. I wasn't on it. Um, <laughs> but I could see after having that boil down, you'd really want to expand on the entire oh, franchise. Oh, for sure. Because we only touched on things within yeah. it. Um, my personal history, I think I owned, well, I don't think, I did own Scream 2 on VHS before I ever owned Scream OG in any capacity. Wow which oh, is wow. hilarious. So I watched I watched it a lot and I thought it was super cool and I think I got it from Blockbuster for like really cheap and mm-hmm. for some reason I was a little uh sequel freak because I also I had know. not the original I know what you did last summer but I had I, I still, still know, know what, what you did, you did last summer. summer. <laughs> With Ross and Jack sure Black, right? Other yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm sure I had other weird ass sequels in there. I know I had Halloween H2O but not like any of the yeah. other Halloweens. Yeah. Tremors um, too. 
right? Like, yeah, I was I was a little sequel freak, so this one was sitting proudly on my my shelf. Was there a sequel to The Faculty? I don't know if it. <laughs> I feel like you would know if anyone would know. There yes. must not be. There very well could have been, but I don't know if I was. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Teaching Mrs. Tingle too. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Ross, Sam, history. Yo, same. I, same uh, as me. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't have. Honestly, I don't have this much history with this movie. I mean, I think I saw it when it came out or when it was available for renting. Um, know that I really enjoyed it then, but honestly, this isn't one I revisit that often. It was just actually a refreshing to actually sit down and watch this installment again. Oh, great. Oh, sure. Great. I saw this by the time I was really watching Scream, this was out, but it came out a year after Scream came out. They pushed this out right away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, where yes. there was a little break between this and Scream 3. So I watched Scream and was super into Scream, and people told me that Scream 2 sucked, so I didn't watch it for a while. And then when I did, I liked it, but I didn't love it. I definitely had my issues with it, and there was like a big issue that a lot of people had, which... Oh, we'll get into Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> and, um, which I do not care can't now. Wait, I cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> so I, for a while, I just didn't really care for it, and then I don't know. At some point, that changed because I know by the time I watched it before Five Cream came out, I liked it, and so. Anyway, I was very, I'm pretty familiar with it. I've seen it a bunch of times. I'm a fan. It's not my favorite in the franchise. Not mm -hmm. my least favorite in the franchise. The great thing about the Scream franchise is that I like them all. It's just to what degree. So, no problem. Mm -hmm. No problems there. Fantastic. Now would be a great time to pause the episode and go check out Scream 2 if we've enticed you because now we're going to strap ourselves in as we take the spoiler zone. Before we really get into the movie though, I have just a little bit of trivia Ooh. for this. With IMD behind the scenes. <laughs> One scene in Kevin Williamson's screenplay was described simply as Wes Craven will make it scary. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Which scene was and that? And that came upon like a lot of the, the the rewrites and stuff like that. It didn't say specifically which one. I feel like it's the one where CC's running up the stairs and throwing shit at him. It's like, right? just do something, Wes Craven. He's like, Great. Just do something. Start throwing some shit. We got a pot of plants. At around the one minute mark, uh, Paulette Patterson, who plays the usher who hands the mask to Maureen and Phil, mm -hmm. won her role in a contest sponsored by MTV. What? So that, that would have been fun. Yeah. If you, you know, win an MTV contest and you get to be in Scream. That's kind of right. We should do that again. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's bring that back. Let's get that back. Mm -hmm. And then bring us on Scream 7 for coming up with that idea as yes. well. Kevin Williamson had the idea for a sequel while writing the script for uh, OG Scream in 96, discovering that there was more to the story. This movie began principal photography just six months after the release of Scream, and wow. it was released less wow. than a year after its predecessor, like Damn, Sam said. Holy smokes. Yeah, they were just on top of it. The cast were not informed of the identity of the killer until the last day of principal photography. Also, the cast did not receive the last 10 pages of shooting script until it was time to film the scenes contained therein. 
Furthermore, the last 10 pages of the shooting script were printed on gray paper in order to deter illicit duplication of them. All cast members were required to sign confidentiality clauses as part of their respective contracts that precluded them from discussing the outcome of the story and the killer's identity. This was all because the OG script got leaked online and just ruined everything for it. According to a rumor that identity of Ghostface was changed after the original script was leaked in the internet, it was supposed to be Derek, Jerry O'Connell, and Hallie, uh, Elise Neal, in the original ending. This was referenced in Scream 3, where all the actors and actresses on Stab 3 were kept in the dark about the script for this reason. So they're obviously, you know, playing into the world because oh, Scream loves to do that. Usually when making a movie, when an actor or actress is heard on screen but not seen, such as a voice on a telephone the actor or actress records his or her part during post-production, which takes place after the completion of principal photography. However, director Wes Quaven... Quaven? Wes Quaven. Had Roger <laughs> Jackson on set and actually speaking on screen to the actors and actresses. actresses. What's your favorite scary <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? movie? So everything was practical on set, so you could have Jackson on there and actually interacting with them. So when he was on set, he was kept out of sight of the other actors and actresses so that they could not put a friendly face to the voice. And Jackson said that the other actors were intimidated by him, would not talk to him on the phone for any more than was absolutely necessary, except That's for awesome. the exception, except for the exception of Sarah Michelle Geller, who would converse with him just like uh having general conversation in between takes oh yeah just keep going like, oh, okay. i don't know Say, buffy ain't afraid of movie. shit this is, this is at the height of her powers this movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she was yeah so she was just having a good time on set chatting up with roger in between takes while everyone else was like i ain't dealing with that shit that's awesome it, one of the extras elite yes no, no it's just amazing to have that on set because i mean like the reaction being that off put by the phone calls read really well mm-hmm. when Ghostface was calling. Yeah, it's definitely, I'd say, a lot more effective to be like hearing. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, Ghostface. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's Ghostface. It's, hi. You just have some like <laughs> dude reading it off on the side. <laughs> uh, Ghostface? <laughs> One of the extras leaked the script to the internet. As a result, the script was almost entirely re. Wait. <laughs> we went. <laughs> <laughs> and I got baby mouth tonight with pages often being completed the day that they were to be filmed security was tightened with everyone required to sign required <laughs> to sign non-disclosure agreements and underwent many we shoots the script was we printed on specialty paper to prevent photocopying which I kind of mentioned before Brian but, um Brian, it's the course. Yeah, it's the course. It's the, it's the course of the ghost. It's the curse of Wes Quaven. <laughs> the goo god himself. Sarah Michelle Gellar did a few of her stunts on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but when uh, director Wes Quaven <laughs> told her she was going to be thrown off the three-story balcony, she was reluctant at first, but then ended up doing it. Nice. Which, I mean, I, I think that shot looks like, really well. You can mm-hmm. tell it's her falling off. Like, are you kidding me? I talked to Ghostface on the phone. You think I'm afraid of falling off a thing? She was at first, but then it was like, all right, this I is guess me at I'm the good. height of my powers. I can't be killed. <laughs> I'm no. <laughs> I'm never going to die. <laughs> <laughs> she just leaps off the building. We didn't. We're not even filming. <laughs> this movie's in memory of Sarah Michelle Gellar. 
<laughs> her last words, I'm never going to die. She leaped off the third story. <laughs> Balcony. <laughs> That's all I have for behind the scenes. So let's go ahead and get into Scream 2. Scream 2. Um, opening kill. I mean, Ooh. we got to have an opening kill. It's a Scream movie. We're starting that. Yeah. Okay. So first question, red right hand in the beginning. Is mm-hmm. that in Stab? Yes. Or in Scream? It's in Stab. Like, Two. It's, it's in Stab. It's in, in Stab. In the theater. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Both um, times I wasn't sure. Because it's also- Actually, the second time I was like, it might start in Scream 2 and move into- Stab. In Stab. I'm, Honestly, I don't have the definitive answer on yeah, that. I, I should have texted you guys earlier and had you rewatch the opening to tell me right now. <laughs> tell me. Tell me. Don't, don't no, it's, uh, I think it bleeds through, it bleeds through dimensions. So it starts in Scream 2 and then phases Bleeds through stab. dimensions. Whoa. Mm, Screams yeah. cosmic These as fuck. Meta as oh, fuck. <laughs> red right hand is cosmic as fuck. Are you kidding me? Well, that's um, that goes with that. Red hand filmed. Hey. Okay, filmed in Stabovision. I feel really helped stab, especially the. I mean, God, dude, the costumes. Okay, my huge quote in this is the random ghost face dudes in this theater are so fucking funny to me. The one-liners, because they give the, like, they're just blips of these, everybody's in costume, by the way. Everyone's dressed right. like Ghostface in this theater. Like, stab you, man! Stab, stab, kill! Blah, blah. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. I want to do this. I want to go to a theater where there's a giant fucking stab arm huge hand? outside of it. This is where they're so giving edited. out the costumes. Like the two ghost faces that fly, fly over the audience to the back of the theater. It's so, so those are controlled by the, the theater people. The so theater they people have to, exactly. that that's are like, this, like wheel. Of the theater. It's this pulley system they have. <laughs> well, it's like the um it's like those old fifties movies had like smell vision and like uh, the creeper that right. had like the electricity in the chairs and shit like that. I love the fact that they made stab a like matinee movie with all of these mm-hmm. gags in the theater. You're like, cause you never see that shit anymore. Or even Brian, then, I think you got the closest thing to it with the like special fan experience for scream six in the four D. I right? wish. 4D. Yeah. There's no there's no people in like top around. story jackets. That is true. There was two people in top story jackets. There's no. I don't think I had any ghost face there. But a, no almost, ghost face. A lot of people were obviously in scream attire, like t-shirts sure. and all that kind of stuff. Or in their favorite scream shirts, rumbly and bumbly in our in our chairs and whatnot. It was such a. Mm-hmm. An experience. It was a fun experience, but not this one. I want this one. I want, like I this. want this. I want the fucking theater, and I want the the knife hand, and I want the fly ghost face, and I want just pandemonium. But I want to yeah, see mm-hmm. like, but for like Scream Two or something. I want to see it for like one of the screams I've seen, not one of the new ones. <laughs> what about <laughs> what about a real up. murder? Would you like that? Yes, I want the whole experience. All that. <laughs> the, speaking of murder. Mm-hmm. All right, so this bathroom, uh, the second that, uh, who, oh man, who's the first, who's, it's uh, Phil. When Phil. When Phil goes into the bathroom, the crazy Egyptian everything, and then just the two guys pissing that are ghost faced lurching ghost back faces, at him. Yeah. He's just it. like, okay, great. Him getting, okay, he's in a bathroom stall, taking a piss. He hears some like, no, mommy, no, just charge the- weird voice the statistical odds of being stabbing someone in the fucking head without seeing where their head is at all 
is amazing. Like is at the, the astronomical ghost odds. Power. Ghost mm-hmm. face power. The ghost face power is so strong in this first kill. He stabs, pulls the knife out, and you can visually see him go, "Oh shit!" Like, "Oh, I got him." Oh yeah, he like sees the blood on. The, yeah, I noticed that. He's, he like pulls it out. He's like, "Oh, blood, sweet." Oh fuck it, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I was gonna um, say we never actually see, we never get like ghost face vision. If we ever like get a peek behind what it's like to be, but ghost face, you're gonna see it's actually looks like predator vision. Oh, <laughs> yeah. As soon as you put the mask on, he has like heat vision. I'm just, I'm just picturing him in the stall, like he's just like moving the knife around and making the mommy noises. What? Forget, yeah, yeah, making the noise is the funny thing to me like he's like waiting for him to get in next to him he's like oh great he's here it's fucking weird he's dead he pulls the knife out it works holy shit that worked so much of this these first two kills are reliant pulled the knife out on like it did luck in like happenstance of like yes oh yeah well it's just like when uh, which we get in this movie. I think we get them um, in all when, all the movies when Ghostface can only stick their arm through the door and they just sort of flail oh, around yeah, the knife. Like, why don't you come close here so I can stab you? I mean, Ghostface just has that energy. Like, just that, that frantic Ghostface energy. <laughs> that frantic energy, dude. Um, yeah, I... Oh, man. The theater stabbing is fucking wild. Like, what a weird I, I, meta insane way of starting a movie of just the characters watching basically the first movie heather graham was it heather graham's casey heather graham is casey yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's uh i mean obviously like you 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 get this audience participation thing where like maureen jada pinkett is like yelling at this like don't do that oh shit no fuck fuck it's like the she's auditorially saying what the audience would be like at any given point of that. And then not realizing that she's about to get fucking murdered. That whole, uh, it's so meta it's dipped in meta. It's like Chrome meta going on in this first scene. The irony. Mm-hmm. The, I think it's a pretty brutal death. Like oh, she really, it's, it's so always a fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Like it's, it's, she, she gets the, and then like the begging she for help. sells it very well. Yes. Well, apparently Jada Pinkett was like, Went to Wes and was like, I want my death to be horrendous and terrible and brutal feeling. <laughs> and like, she was like, yeah. give me like a kill, like a killer death. And that's what they came up awesome. with. It. I think it's pretty effective. And yeah, it's super effective, especially the juxtaposition of how brutal the stabbing is, how many times it happens, like where she gets stabbed and then gets up and then Ghostface comes up from behind her and is still doing it while everyone's pantomiming stabbing with fake knives like, in the background. Yeah, get her! Yeah, it's they like, finally realize that like something a little weird's going on. Slowly stops. And it gets all quiet. So, my wife actually watched this with me, and she thought at that part where everybody stopped, because she like actually died and it cuts to the title, mm-hmm. she thought the whole crowd was going to start cheering. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! That was it awesome. all stops and it just like erupts into applause <laughs> i mean that'd be i what else would you but do alas. i think now they realize it's real I, I that'd been fun if the one of the theater people didn't realize what was happening then all of a sudden when the flying ghost face went by <laughs> <laughs> all theaters Ooh. quiet then it just goes <laughs> <laughs> 
I've got fun starts in the movie. So then, yeah, we get our title card, all that shit. Sydney in college. It's a fucking college movie now. Caller ID. We definitely get that. Oh, hey, yes. You know, you know, making prank calls is a federal offense. Um, <laughs> which she's just cool with, like, she seems fairly cool with Stab coming out at all. She doesn't really complain about it not much. really she's you know and live and let live yeah she's like oh i'm probably gonna get more prank calls now because of this movie about how somebody tried to kill me six months ago but i guess she's yeah, like i cause... guess if nobody's actively trying to kill me it's fine because <laughs> <laughs> is is the time jump in from the first to the second is it she just got to college or is it supposed to be like two years after the events of I never got it the, is, t- the it exact is, It is timeline. like a couple of years after. It's, according, is it? Because it's, it it's two like... years after the first series of murders. Okay. So time, yeah, yeah. Time has had to have come. I mean, if so they're making a whole movie, that, they can produce I guess it fast, so, yeah. But like, yeah. But it's interesting too, is that like how jaded she must be, like ha- getting the phone calls, not even remotely reacting to Ghostface's voice, and then just having the caller ID. Like even the uh, her roommate even says like, do we need to change your number again? Like- the idea oh, I would just not have a phone. phone. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why? Who who gives a fuck? I don't need a phone. It's still ninety seven. I would just get a beeper. If you need me, give me a, just get me a beeper. A beeper. Get a beeper. Ghostface is beeping me again. Ghostface <laughs> <laughs> has hit me on that two way. Ghostface is chirping me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that alternative universe version of Ghostface. <laughs> right. And like, dude, we get, timeline. we get you into up. like one <laughs> meta swimming pool into another meta swimming pool. Cause like right after this, we get the film class, the movie, which the film literally class is just talking about sequels because obviously it has class. to be a film class. Cause we can't do the same thing in a video store. So now it has right. to be in a film class, but I thought it was mm-hmm. fucking great. I mean, just the idea of like an open conversation about sequels in a sequel, Introduce which all our new Randy characters. does like to proclaim that sequels suck. He's yes. very against sequels. Yes, probably. I mean, are we trying to hide any spoilers as we talk no. about this? Or no, no. we're spoilers. I was like, Fuck ahead, you! Right? What are probably you talking he about? Fucking dude? gets killed in this. That's yeah. why you think sequels suck. You <laughs> fucking dumb dick. Yeah, I cannot stand Randy. I movie. hate him in this one so much. I was like, How did I ever like this guy? Why was I so upset that he got killed in this oh, movie? That well, is what people didn't like about this movie, and why I didn't like it. It was like, fuck that! They killed the best character. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly how well, I felt. I think it's and the most self-aware I, character. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say he's the best character. Oh, I'm, well, I when you're do a, not like fucking him now, fifteen year old 13, kid, thirteen, yeah, 13, yeah oh, a yeah. young kid, and it's like this is this older like horror nerd guru guy. Yeah, he's kind of like funny or whatever. He was fucking awesome. Oh my god, they killed him. It sucked. That would never happen. But this part happens in this where they have the the debate about aliens and aliens is classic and stuff. And they go, get away from her, you bitch. That's and then Randy corrects him. Yeah. Get away from her, you bitch is the correct line. Randy was wrong. Oh <laughs> just like he's wrong about sequels. And then I'll talk about this time around. I'm really annoyed by Randy. <laughs> yeah, Randy's got. I don't dislike him that much, but I just, I certainly like. He annoys me a bit. Whereas he was my favorite character, right? When I first saw these movies, yeah. It's, it's so then a, is Aliens better than Alien? Oh. I like it better, but are you can Oh, are you Cameron Head? Not even the same genre, right? <laughs> Terminator versus T two. T two all day, every day. T two. Right. One I'm of like best that's ever. Yeah, definitely the superior movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then Randy also proclaims the entire horror genre was destroyed by sequels. 
right yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. is like yeah, and yeah, then yeah. it's a house two which i the second story which i recently watched both house movies they're directed uh-huh. by steve minor who did how do you feel to yeah. friday the 13th uh kind of different movies again just like the okay. other ones we've discussed because they're they're both like hokey and campy and ridiculous but two is almost a kid's movie it's almost like lawnmower man 2 compared to lawnmower <laughs> man which i <laughs> okay. don't finish that makes sense but like it oh, is man. I mean, it is crazy. I actually took a picture. I'll text to you guys. I took a picture of what was happening on the screen just because it was such a wild, like I couldn't like, believe what, what I was looking at. There's like a dead zombie grandpa with a sort of caterpillar puppy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then that whole scene when ends House with two. Sid coming in and be like, hey, come out here, Randy. And he does something I haven't seen any, in a while. Spraying Banaka. Banaka? Oh, yeah. And then like, spoke in a, a weird accent yeah. for no fucking reason. Oh my God. Oh, yeah, like, oh, oh, I don't oh, know God. about that, Fred. Oh, I, I hate that. Know. I hate that. And it has so this weird much. little, like, um, strut walk thing. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? This whole segment no one- <laughs> I titled Randy Gets Cucked because Randy <laughs> is just, like, oh, yeah. just all over Sid and weird. And then. Boyfriend shows up. Jerry? Yeah, Jerry. Jerry Derek. shows up. Yeah, Jerry O'Connell. Derek. And Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. And it's just just Mr. Happy Go Lucky, just French kissing and touching and all different kind of stuff. Well, Randy is literally six inches away. Like he didn't back up. He's just sitting there. No. He's just basking in it, I guess. Talk mm-hmm. about a creep show. Oh yeah. Which you can go back and listen to our episode on creep show. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should try to shoehorn like another movie title that we've covered before into a discussion so we can just to do that behind the scenes. We're going to start doing that now. Yeah. Okay. Look out for that. <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to, I wanted to reveal that to you all. Check out our episode really? on Revealer. Oh, nice. <laughs> that whole scene's amazing in the sense that, yeah, fucking Derek comes in and he's like, you fucking little Randy weirdo. And he Derek sucks though. You think he sucks? I mean, he's just... He's just... I think he's... he's he, I don't think he sucks. Boring. I just think he's not yeah. a nothing. I think that he's exactly what Sid needed. <laughs> After having <laughs> such a uh, traumatic experience in her life, she needed a, sure. a boring a kind of dude that would, just, that would just, you know, love her. <laughs> <laughs> just just with a wet paper bag so. as a human being. Ah. <sighs> I mean, he uh, seems. Pre- I mean, there's no real reason to hate the guy. <laughs> he's just. Well, I know he's just boring. I know he's just. I, he's a real cyclops, if you know <laughs> what I mean. He is a 100 percent of cyclops <laughs> <laughs> from the X Men. And if anybody knows, you know. <laughs> so after him, we do get uh, Re- Gale finally shows up, and oh. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Red streaks, her amazing hair, her 100% uh, Gale, best, best Gale. My first note has got to be Gale's best hair of the franchise, right? Yes. Yes. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. Um, I don't understand why they played her so Darth Vader in this movie, in the fact of like, they go from like, hey, you know how you didn't like Gale Weathers in the first one? You're going to fucking love hate. Gail Withers in the second one. I love her I love in this movie. This might be not only my favorite hair, it might, I'm not certain, but might be my favorite Gail Weathers of any of the movies. Ooh. She's just great. Oh, I think, one. yeah, her, her her level is so extreme and I love it. 
and mm-hmm. she's just on point with everything. But then, but when Dewey comes into the picture, just how much um, that that guard goes down. Can we? Can we talk? Oh, can we talk about the Dewey is a boss song that plays oh, throughout theme? the entire movie? Every time he's introduced, like doom, 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 doom. Yes, yes. Yeah, don't worry, guys. I got you. And I actually also just played a trick on you. That's also the theme from Broken Arrow. That's the one I took it from. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely right. Did you know that? Holy shit. I knew that you... going into this. I, I, I looked at it uh, previously. I forget why, but... Um, I've watched the yeah, shit out of Broken Arrow. <laughs> Broken Arrow. I know. I loved Broken Arrow, too. <laughs> Me, too. <laughs> a dope movie. We'll save that for the BA cast. Exactly. So, yeah, Dewey's theme and that is, is the same song. It is by... Um, Hans Zimmer, I believe. I forget what it's called, but yeah. Ooh, Hans. It's, That's fun. It's an actual song. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. But I love it. Yes, I love when yeah. fucking that plays. Dewey rolls up with his fucking limp. Limp. Uh, so, he's seen I, some I, shit. here's the question. Did David Arquette come with that limp, or did he... And and Wes Craven was like perfect, love it. Or did he come without with a less extreme limp? And Wes Craven kept pushing him and pushing him until he was Ooh. just like fuck it. And he's just because it is extreme. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> and I want both scenarios to be true. Yeah, that's <laughs> gotta so be one true. of them, right? What else? Could Give it be? me more. I need more limp. Thing, I mean, just like a sequel should be. It's more extreme. They push it to the limit, so they're like. <laughs> <laughs> Was with that limp anyway, because you were stabbed in the back. I like that they nerve damage, bro. Nerve damage, yeah. <laughs> severed nerve. God, fucking dick. Yeah, I love I Dewey in this movie. He's my favorite character in the franchise yeah. now. Absolutely. Which again, as a kid, Dewey was a lamo. Yeah, I was like, who's guy. This? <laughs> yeah, right. I think it's 100%. that adult brain versus kid brain thing. <laughs> oh, dude, when he puts the business to Gail and like basically calls her out on her bullshit was fantastic. Also, I like that it was like oh, his whole monologue about him <clears> being <throat> dumb and quoting. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. How do you, How know, do you know that, that my, my dim witted inexperience isn't merely a subtle form, form of manipulation used to lower people's expectations, thereby enhancing my ability to effectively maneuver within, within any given, given situation? situation. <laughs> yeah, of course it's we fantastic. put that right down. It's beautiful. Of course you did. <laughs> god damn right we both had it but before that i mean i think it was before that when sid uh or when gail ambushes sid with cotton weary <laughs> like that that's like oh, uh, some of the crazy yeah. shit that, that gail's pulling and Cotton's uh, like wait you didn't tell her <laughs> yeah she's on like a completely different power trip that's why like most of i get the the chemistry for it. between Gail and and Dewey, you know what I mean? But like, she's such an asshole in certain mm-hmm. aspects of this movie that it's like, God, that doesn't. It's just I don't know. It's, at least in the first one, she was kind of a dick, but then kind of turned it around. And then the, the begin, like at least the first two thirds of this movie, she is just full Gail. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Like, it's great. Love it. Love it. Sip gets Gail with the backhand on this time. Yeah, I was gonna say we get Ooh, our variation crack. of the of the Sid Gale slap, and I also love when we first see Dewey. We get our Sid and her group of friends are hanging around talking, and she's like, "Oh my god, is that?" And it 
Boom, get a shot of Tweety. He's just kind of like wandering around like he's lost next to a tree. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so funny. It's so funny it's with this like pathetic quick. limp. But it is. <laughs> like, what on earth is Dewey doing? It's, like, it's as if he was walking around like, how did I get here? Where? What is happening? Like, oh, yeah, this is where Sid's at. Just, okay, maybe I'll just think? find her. I don't know. What college is this? Where am I? It's it's pretty funny. I'm glad you got that too, Brian. And then also <laughs> he has a conversation with Sid around this time about mm-hmm. like if it is the killer, uh, if some like freaked out psycho is trying to recreate the movies, you probably already know him or her or them. Or them. Love that line. Woke Dewey yeah. since way back. Woke Dewey. Exactly. He's not actually alluding to two different people. He's... Right, he's exactly. He's just the lowest in the pronouns. Mm-hmm. All right, this leads us into Cece's death. I think is a good place to get to. Yeah. Uh, this is our nothing says sorority party like Dave Matthews blasting in a house. Fucking nineteen ninety seven blasting some Dave. Yeah, that's a that's a party. That's a sorority party. Nineteen ninety seven blasting some Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Take me back, man, to a better time. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Was so funny because like I'm watching this and all of a sudden I hear Dave Matthews and I go, oh, so they're at the sorority house now. Like that's the first thing that fucking, I was like, oh, all right, okay, I get it. So you do notice that Ghostface sneaking into the house part. Such the sorority sisters scene. on the phone talking to Ghostface while he's sneaking again so that could be some sort of hint as to again you know it's double more than one person mm-hmm. double trouble which you could also look at like when in the beginning when he walks into the bathroom and there's two at the stalls right that could be a little yes. wink wink nudge nudge wink. but hey we're probably gonna have two when Ghostface leaves the stall after being stoked that the trick worked he mm-hmm. has to like wait for one of them to still leave so like one of them was paying mm-hmm. a really long time or Maybe that other business to handle, but I noticed Long that ghost faces do everything in twos, including pee. Go ahead. Including pee. You need a pee buddy, especially when you're murdering people. Oh, definitely. Murder. Because then um, we get- the one-liners, though, that we're getting now, like this is optimal ghost face one-liners, starting with CeCe's uh, death and the phone calls. Make sure you turn on the alarm. Oh, yeah. Total fun scene. And top of her game, Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Could do no wrong. Like, she's the center of the universe for some friends of mine. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 1997 was primo time for it. So, to see her, I, I, when I recently rewatched this after not watching it for a very long time, I forgot she was in it. Oh, and really? I was like, oh, yeah, that's fun. And then she gets uh, like two, st- I mean, well, Ghostface chases her throughout the house. Mm-hmm. obviously yes. and she she throws some a few things oh runs up the stairs hits him with a i feel this is the scene i think that inspired scary movie for all this stuff that goes yeah, she's, she's just going throwing down the shit in yeah, front of him stairs, yeah <gasps> at sense. one point she like there's just a bike there's in the hallway bike. on like the yeah. fourth floor of the building or something and she yeah. chucks it down the stairs at him yeah just throw it down this i mean it's it's smart it's like, it, it, i'm yeah. gonna keep it's this bike to do. all the way up here <laughs> I hate to say it, though. I hate to say it. Being uh, in a sorority house at a fraternity house, it is, dude. It's so par for the course to have shit everywhere. Like as outlandish as having a bike on the fourth story or third story is. That place looked pretty nice. It looked pretty. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think there should have been more bikes. 
More lined with bikes. <laughs> a Tour de France just going straight down the stairs. sorority house, the thing that didn't make sense to me is there was only one bike in the house. <laughs> <laughs> there should have been more and bikes. Therefore, this movie is a no good. So she gets two stabs to the back and thrown off the third story. This is where, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar was like, I don't know if I want to do that. Then does do it. And I think... It shows. It looks like her it falling off. Show. Awesome. Yeah, it's it looks really good. Another brutal death. I think <laughs> this this death is fucking fantastic. Ghost. Okay, huge caps on my notes on this one. The ghost face sound effect after wiping the blood is literally like he wipes. He goes. Whoosh. <laughs> it does oh, like yeah, a cartoon. Whoosh. It's because of all oh, of his robes like swishing in the wind. That it's ghost face doing it after he wipes <laughs> the blade because <laughs> he's <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, says it out loud. <laughs> Just kind of to himself. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's that's another thing that apparently putting on this mask does is mm. you you do instinctively a ghost face wipe. Yeah, exactly. You always you do, do that. The ba- like blade swipe. Back at the party after the death, there's a fun cameo in the background that I never knew about until now. I don't think I do. Matthew Lillard with bleach blonde hair is at the party. In the background, oh, at one point, he was like, "Hey, man," or something. So I couldn't tell for sure. I tried to watch it a few times because there's a lot of dudes in blue at the party, but okay. it looked like Matthew Lillard's character could have been like saying hello to Mickey in that scene. Mm. It was some oh, dude interesting. in a long blue. Somebody, I know somebody. I remembered somebody saying hi to Mickey in that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's so. like in the background, a dude with blonde hair, and it's like, oh yeah, that, yeah, that's definitely Matthew Lillard. So that's a little tidbit. I mean, if you know what the original plot for Scream Three was, was that Stu was still going to be alive and have like this whole like cult or whatever type Network, of thing. So yeah. this could have been like a little like a leeway little into that, that. That was at him as Stu, but since that didn't go through, it's still oh, just a little and cameo. Mickey was like part of that cult or something like that. But yeah, yeah, exactly. But that could have been, you know, damn, right? Who knows? So, but Ooh. now, according to you know, lore, more or less, Stu originally died in you know the first movie, right. and that's just I want him to stay dead at this oh, point. Oh, me too. It wouldn't be. I think it'd be especially ridiculous. because there's such a like big push like, in online like, thing for Don't like it. Would, it takes it away. Mm-hmm. It if it wasn't a big thing, then it could be cool and fun. But because everybody yeah. fucking talks about it, like I don't want. Yeah, I don't want us anyway. to be making scream. I want scream to be making scream and. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> and put us in it. So so there's yes, there's please. your little cameo right there. So, uh when they all leave the house, cause what happens? Oh, the cops A thousand cop cars show up somewhere. and then they go to the sorority house. So yes. everybody like like runs out of the like, oh we gotta check this out. There's a little doggy on a leash. Um, as they're all running away from the house and it's Liv Shriver's dog. Oh, There's like somebody posted on the screen Reddit a behind the scenes of him like talking to Wes being like, can't we just put him in the scene? Like he'll find his mark. It's a whole cute little funny, fun oh, video, you so know. Funny. That's fun. Right before they come out too, Mickey mentions Empire Strikes Back to Randy. So which Randy says for the sequel thing. Uh, so a trilogy, trilogy doesn't yeah. count. Not a sequel because it's part of a trilogy and it was completely planned, which it wasn't completely planned. Star no, Wars, right. the, yeah, exactly. Brandy is just like, come on, dude. He's, Think you he's, know it all. You're, you're just gonna nitpick every time. He says I fucking hate this guy. At this point, this Randy. Let me anti-Randy. tell you something. It wasn't completely Wait, no. planned. It the, was only partially planned. The only reason I bring that up is because it leads into Hallie saying, "Yeah, I like those little furry things," and which Mickey says they're Ewoks. 
They blow. <laughs> <laughs> they blow. Fun they blow. throwaway line. Classic Timothy Oliphant. 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 Delivery. And then we get I Red Right Hand. Love him. I'm a big Timothy Oliphant guy. Definitely yes. didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. And he actually didn't come up. This wasn't the movie that put him on, him on my radar either. Go. Makes sense. <laughs> if you're familiar with that gem is when I first noticed the Oliphant. The now, elephant. I know she has to, but why does Sid answer this goddamn phone at a place that's not hers? In the middle, like I, mean, I would have just, I probably, I mean, again, for the purpose of the film, you're gonna have to pick it up. But oh, having that much PTSD uh, I, about phone calls, I would have been like, nope. Ross, here is my note. Just walk out of the damn house, Sid. Why answer the phone with a ghost face on the loose? It's true. At this oh, point, totally, but- like, isn't the safest thing, as far as we know, is to just not pick up if there's a ghost face. <laughs> you can't do anything to you if you don't. It's like kind of like the if ring. If you don't like watch the video, can't come in your exactly. house. Exactly. It's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, I'm glad she did because we get that fucking so good one liner. Hello, Sydney. Remember, just remember me. Yeah. Ooh, so good. In this time, she just knows it's the real. It's They're not like, one of those uh, prank calls are you again. Stuart Billy, because I fucking killed them. So. so no, I don't know who you are. Who are you? <laughs> I know that voice. Cool. You got one of those things. <laughs> you, go, you, you get one of those ghost face things. Rad. So yeah, Sid goes into the house, and then she gets chased around. Faces. And then Derek tries to come in and like saves the day. He gets cut up, and then Dewey comes, and then everyone's super sus at this point. We're just building on sus at this stuff. It's all sus. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well. <laughs> There's so many red herrings in this in this fucking movie. Like there's so many red herrings. And when you know who Ghostface is, I think it makes it funnier to me because those ones are so much more over the top than everybody else's that like it's almost I mean the red hair is like what is almost so where it's like, oh it's crazy, didn't hit any major arteries or anything like that. Like most of the like Oh, you think the Mickey and the reporters yeah. are are really painted out to be suspects heavily is what you're saying. Oh, totally. And they just lay it on thick with the herrings. I Everyone's think the got little herrings. like completely I don't know. supposed to be absolute non-suspect. Right. I, Debbie Salt. Debbie Salt. Oh, I, you know, okay. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that like the initial one got me, but when you do know who it is, it's so funny how cheesy some of those lines are where it's like, well, I just thought the killer would be from Woodsboro. And then just like looking at everyone going like, believe me, please believe me. No. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Oh, he does a lot of manipulating Mickey. Mickey definitely oh, yeah. does. Yeah. At this time, he's like talking to Sid like, oh, but why did he show up or why would blow all this? Why like, would he go back in the fingers? house? Mm-hmm. And then at mm-hmm. one point, and then he does say it with the 90s is no time to play a hero. <laughs> so if you remember yeah, the 90s. We get a, you know what we did in the 90s a lot or pop culture did in the 90s a lot? Comment on how you need to be like <laughs> it's the 90s this is this is how things are yeah sure nobody says it's the 20s get over it <laughs> it's the 20s get over it I, can't, I, I don't know don't people like 20 it's 2016 aren't we smarter than that or some shit Ish, but i right. mean as a decade as a decade you're right it's always as a year mm-hmm. right the 90s on, we knew we were living in it. we can we, we move got on this. from this by now Speaking of moving on from this by now. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we get our, our shadow of a doubt now on the boyfriend. Uh, oh, we get uh, double trouble bodyguards. 
which is fun. Who Sid knows about their personal life for some reason. Which is so out, like, talking with them or something. She does not yeah. seem like she would ask those things. Right. She's just playing yeah. poker with them. I don't them. know why she's she's getting these. She overhears them. They're, they're yes. hanging oh, oh. out together and just chatting about themselves. And she yeah. hears it over. He has to listen to it. <laughs> totally. That's, totally. What, that's what it is. She's just eating a sandwich by herself on a bench. They're talking about their relationships. <laughs> so 100%. Oh, it's such weird personal information. Oh, oh and we find scope today oh yeah what are you <laughs> really i mean my oh, ex-wife yeah. and my two kids that i don't see that often uh i do okay we do actually find out though through some gail weathers weathering um the victims have Ooh. similar names to the original woodsboro murders bum 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 okay so as much as I love these movies and even love them for their flaws, I still fucking hate this so much. I was just like, this is really bad. Not necessary. I do not like it. <laughs> they could just be random murders. It doesn't have to. Yeah. I figure out. I mean, they shoehorned other stuff in well enough that doesn't bother me. But this, I just, it, I think is really stupid. He hates I do it. not like it. It is a negative. But yeah, that, that whole scene is kind of ridiculous and I'm whatever to it. But that leads to the cafeteria where we do get to find out a little bit about our, our, our two agents. And then this is where Derek sings a little tune oh, and gives away his letters, Top which you never Gun. do. That is true. Oh, God. The Top Gun scene was so cringy and so Oh, I love it. Good at the same time. I, I love, I love so hated that scene. I love hated Actors that scene. who auditioned for the part of Derek were asked to perform the scene in the cafeteria as their audition. So that must have been a fun audition. <laughs> Jerry amazing. O'Connell got it. So... When we were watching watching this, uh, uh, when I was watching this with my wife during this scene, while like she's watching the movie with me, it just looks to me and was like, "Why is this happening?" <laughs> I was like, "I went College, to answer man. her and realized I don't know." <laughs> like, I have, I have no idea. Uh, to give him a gesture low for their relationship my huge note but it is just my huge note for this odd it's so odd especially the fact that why okay if you're going to woo someone or impress someone who um actively tries to stay away from being the center of attention because she's the center of attention for like people trying to murder her and a bunch of stuff like I thought like the grandos public display of singing and stuff like that was like the polar opposite thing of what you should probably do with someone with that much like PTSD and just unresolved issues. Aversion to the spotlight. Yeah. That's like, oh, wow. That's this. Ooh, that, that was a that was a big gamble. I'm glad it worked. Well, shows what you know. It worked. Yeah, it it off, worked. Though. Looks like Derek knows Sydney better than you, Ross. I'm glad. Well, maybe not because he winds up. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that whole scene's ridiculous. But I always thought it was hilarious. I was like, college is crazy, man. People just be singing in the cafeterias. <laughs> <laughs> and then Randy and Dewey meet up and we get our uh, exclusive scene from Stab. So that was definitely a lot of fun. Don't know yeah. how they oh knew about the dialogue that happened between Sydney and Billy, but they right. got it. Exactly. Luke, Luke yeah. Wilson, Billy Loomis. It was so fun. 
I, it just tickles me to death. I, I, I wish we got Stupid. more of him. I wish we got much more of him. Just his look. Just to, even if he didn't say anything, I would just so watch him. <laughs> it's uh, pretty good. I would just watch him. <laughs> so, the rules for the sequel. Uh, we got to continue on the theme, and then we have some additional rules to you know that we got from the first one. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Randy goes on to say, "The way I see it, someone's out to make a sequel. You know, cash in on all the movie murder hoopla. So it's our job to observe the rules of the sequel. Number one, the body count is always bigger. Number two, the death scenes are always much more elaborate. Carnage, mm-hmm. candy, and number three, never, ever, under any circumstances, assume the killer is dead." Okay, yeah. I mean, the only one I feel is a little lackluster is is rule number two with with Scream 2, is that I don't feel like they were kind of elaborate, but they weren't much more, more elaborate, much more over the top than the first ones. I I agree. Yeah, not necessarily a, a, an exorbitant or at amount least or anything. the end of the first one I feel like is bloodier than the end of this one, just blood-wise, even though some of that is stage blood. Syrup. No, that is true. I guess it all is fake. So, right, right. Was it? No, this was a documentary. I yeah, I don't. I don't know how much of how much of it was fake versus real blood. It just get all mixed together. Bloods <laughs> are mixing kind of, around. It's all the goos get together uh, and kind of do some stuff. Gooey mix. So after this, we get to the. Th- I don't know if you have any other notes. I was going to get to the theater scene where Sid's practicing on stage. My only note for that oh, was the this- only one. Oh, sorry. The only one yeah, that I go. got is the um, the drama teacher's monologue, which I thoroughly enjoyed because of how fucking meta this movie is. Is that like I felt like the drama teacher's monologue to Sydney was literally like it's the plight of the final girl. Like he's kind of expressing the mm-hmm. craziness of the final girl and what that actually means and like the curse of it, especially when like you're now in a franchise getting consistently chased by Maspi. Like, I don't know, that, that whole monologue scene was so meta to me that I was like, wow, you were like, I don't know. I thought it was fucking, I, I was, t- I was tickled I, pink. I thought he sucked as a teacher. Terrible. Yeah, I thought he took theater way too seriously. Yeah, oh I'm my like, God, cancel the you play. You a student coming here, like telling you about all her problems. He's like, well, I think you just need to act in this play. <laughs> you should, yeah, I don't have an warrior. understudy, I'm fucked. It's like, dude, a lot of- You chose theater because you're a fighter. Yeah, like, come on, guy, <laughs> <Yeah>. calm down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so I, when she's practicing on stage, is Ghostface really there or was that in her head? I'm going to say Ghostface you- was there. But which is when I was a kid, I thought it was in her head, but now I think it was real. Because when they all go to like cluster around here, you can see the real ghost face sliding behind some set pieces and like kind of whisking away. I'm out of here. Yeah, like running away. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That classic ghost face slink. The slink. The next note I have is in regard to Randy and what happens to him and his demise, if we want to get into Same. that, because he gets a phone, we get a phone call from Ghostface, and while Randy, to Gail, yeah, he answers. Oh, he, and um, one of the creepiest lines from Ghostface, which is, is it? Have you ever felt a knife cut through human flesh and scrape the bone beneath? Yeah. So fun Ooh. story. So that was improved by Roger Jackson. Jamie Kennedy told Roger Jackson to just improv some lines and try to make him really scared. And that was one of one that he said that made it into the movie. So he's proud of that one. That's awesome. Yikes. That's a, I was he also like, said Ooh. apparently Jamie Kennedy's mom was on set. So he said some other like crazy shit about like, I'm going to gut your mom or something like that. 
<laughs> that doesn't oh, make it shit. in. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking your mom right now. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Whoa. Gut. I said gut, by the way. Did you say fuck? Gut? I'm fucking your mom right now. I'm Ghostface. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just took it. You know, that's wow. fine. I just took getting in them guts in a different direction. Uh, getting gutted in a different uh, way. <laughs> oh, that's fucking gross. gross. <laughs> 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 yeah i'm sorry <laughs> yeah so uh i i remember when i was a kid i really loved the like what's your favorite movie showgirls mm-hmm. favorite scary ha, movie i thought that em. was just the funniest like, really yeah burned never seen Ghostface get burned so bad so he's going around on the phone i don't know if you have any particular notes my note i thought it's just fun that they're just like tackling everyone with cell phones suspect oh i did imagine that today i mean they'd be tackling every person everyone gail gail takes a phone from somebody and they're like sorry mom who is this? She goes, Gil Weathers, author of the Woodsboro Murders. And the person on the phone goes, who? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then Dewey's like, come on, get out of here. <laughs> and then, uh, but the, so the, when Randy gets pulled into the van, <laughs> like people dancing with a <laughs> the heavy boombox fucking, and yeah. playing hip hop go by the van. I, I'm like, was Ghostface just like trying to time that perfectly so that like it is come on, come on, come on. All right, snatch him. Gotcha. Right as the boom box was coming up. I think it was just I think it must have been. You yeah, know, I think it had to have been. And then we see video footage from the van of Randy, right? Later. Oh, from inside the van, like recording. Yeah, it. from inside <laughs> the van. And then but then which makes you would think it's Mickey, but then Billy's mom says that she did it. She got a little stabby with Randy. Oh yeah. So was she in there, or somebody was in there? They were both in there filming or it. Maybe I don't know. she's recording for him. Sometimes I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, she's like, God, this fucking kid. I God, guess gotta record this shit. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck do you turn this stupid thing on? Or here we go. Put it. Around. And then the uh, the shot of Gail screaming yep. when the van door opens up. Was that in the trailer it or something? Because that is like burned in Me my too. brain. Yeah. Like I I would put that on a shirt or something to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I love that shot. I Definitely my note. I love Gail's scream and then the reveal of Randy all mm-hmm. bloody. Then would that lead us to Sid getting <laughs> a library instant message? <laughs> oh, yeah. That just reveals that she wants to die, which leads her to cotton and he has this whole freak out about wanting some tv time and just one diane sawyer interview just give me the give me the give me the interview come on Sid. come on i think i did a year for you (laughs) oh okay he he come he's approaching it a dickish way but i mean i'm wrong and sure he's (laughs) yeah he deserves all that but yeah he's a little fucking extreme he he goes like from (laughs) nice he's nice guy in air quotes to like aggressive nice guy to be like I'm not I'm not playing I'm not playing around anymore. He gets aggressive I'm, real quick because when you first like gets presented with when Gail brings him, he's almost kind of like you didn't tell her that I was coming like that's fucked up like right. type of thing. I'm like oh okay. Yes. He, and then he then he has this little freak out and, and then gets I, more and more desperate. So I, what I like in this scene is that Sid freaks out because the message and the cops are like what is it? Oh okay, here you wait here 
around this like blind corner and we'll go search inside the library. Right. Like anybody that could have been Ghostface, not stab, stab. Right. Cotton. Yeah. I don't know when this happens before also, after the Cotton Weird thing, but I like that Joel makes the right move and just gets the fuck out nope, of the, the fuck out of there. Yep. Just oh, yes. out, dude. Like yep. I love I, I love that. that. I fucking love that. But yeah. Yeah. J- horror movies need more Joel's cuz he also comes back when it's all over yeah he's like oh like, they got caught all right let's do this <laughs> incredible I, I i love joel i'm glad you brought that up something i realized while watching this movie feel free to take this if you want if you want cotton weary is a great dog name <laughs> take it or leave it i could take it you guys listeners yeah i i could see having a dog named cotton weary one day You'd have well, to like rescue have him. You have to like rescue him from the pound because he was like falsely in prison somewhere. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, all right, Cotton. And he's um, definitely a rescue. He's Cotton definitely he's, he's definitely a rescue. a rescue. But I would always have this like 10% thing in the back of my mind that I know he wouldn't turn on me, but 10% of me is always prepared for him to immediately turn on me. He's got a little weird little tick. He's got yeah, it's like an eye glance and he's, loves too, he's overly aggressive. Nice. He's aggressively nice. <laughs> so then we have Dewey and Gail reuniting, trying to get it on in the theater or wherever it's the hell they are. Get it on. Yeah. Place. Into it. Yeah. There's got to be a and VHS I, somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then I love that whole scene, Ghostface chasing them throughout the whole theater, TV studio. The, the, the recording go, room. The stuff inside the recording mm-hmm. room. Awesome. Or that whole thing, I guess, that yeah. whole scene, you said you loved it. It's my favorite ghost facing of the of this movie. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. like of all. Oh, for sure. All the ghost Gale face sneaking scenes, around. This is my favorite. Yeah, and moving the, like, around. It's very room, tense. The, soundproof the, room is amazing. The windows that you can't hear yes. through, and yes, do we? Uh, so, the pizza, the sticky pizza. <laughs> do he steps in, <laughs> and then he gets stabbed the fuck up, and it's great because mm-hmm. the absence of the sound, because of the way they play that with mm-hmm. you know Gail screaming, you can't hear it, and he's getting all fucked up, and then we get a ghost face hand wiggle through the door. Yes, he runs around, gets yep. blocked. That's where we get our. Come here, come on. I mean, just get closer, please. And then, I mean, this is like when Goface is really going for it because then he tries like break the glass, throwing shit at it, then running into it, like throwing so his body angry. into it or her. We get ghost rage. It seems like okay. it's Mickey. This is real Mickey energy. It does seem. It does seem well. Yeah, big Mickey energy. I does it, but she—they're both crazed at the end. I don't think I would think it's like, not because then Gail at one point runs when she comes out of that or runs out. Doesn't she run up to the phone? Yes, and that's where um, uh, Debbie Mrs. Salt's Lewis on the is. phone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, whoops. We we know what's mm. going on. We know so what's going Sid, on. So Sid, this is the point that Sid and Hallie get taken away by their protective custody. Those Officer Andrews and Officer Richards. Yeah. And okay. We get some more death before. Okay. So they leave. J- Jerry, he's there. Goodbye, kiss, oh. kiss. Out. I get tradition. You know what I mean. But I don't understand how twenty-something dudes in cloaks are running through an entire campus that's been locked down because of a guy in a different colored cloak stabbing and murdering co-eds. Like, I was figuring one of those frat guys would have been shot, at least. 
I don't think so. It doesn't bother yeah. me. <laughs> I just saw it. I was like, how did none of these guys get caught? Because like you're in a campus that's been shut down and there's like tons of security everywhere. But you have a bunch of guys running through campus and like, I don't know. I just figured they would be like immediately get caught. Well, I mean, it's also, I don't know. I, I, I would not. Yeah, I d- didn't think twice about it. I was like, yeah, yeah right. All right. That makes sense. Fine. So, so yeah, so they take him away to, you know, oh my God, he gave his letters away. We have to haze him and all that type of shit, get him drunk and all that stuff and like tied to a star on the theater mm-hmm. stage. From, While yeah. that happens, Officer Andrews and Officer Richards are driving Sid and Hallie away and then they're at a red light and Dop pops Ghostface, breaks the window and slits Officer oh. Andrews' throat. <laughs> <laughs> One ghost face, two cops in a cop car. Easy. And then and then <laughs> and then proceeds to jump on top of the car, slide over, yes. slide kick over Officer Andrews kick. in the head. Yep. Or Officer Richards, I think, in the head. And then slam his head against the window repeatedly. Yeah. Until mm-hmm. he throws him in front of the car. And then he gets in the car. And then this is where Twice I go to. Off. I don't think the, the kids would have got shot because even in this instance, the cop pops up and says, Get out of the car. He doesn't immediately shoot at Ghostface, so I think a bunch of kids running around on campus are fine. They're That's not going to shoot first, apparently. Yeah. Like, this guy knows this is Ghostface and just saw this guy kill someone else, and he gave him a chance to get out of the car partner. before, like, doing anything. I might shoot. I'm not going to mm-hmm. shoot you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's fine. Campus is I fine. I do like when he's on top of the car mm-hmm. while it's running. He's like, get down. And neither one of them gets down. Right? Yeah. The the cop, when he's on the hood of the car with the gun pointed at Just, Ghostface, because now Ghostface is driving him around on the hood. Mm-hmm. Which leads to a pretty gnarly death, because we get- yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good one. Right into like some construction shit or whatever. Very- Our head gets impaled by pipe, face smashed, gurgling- like, very final mm-hmm. destination yeah i mean it's, it's yeah. A, this is one. Of, this yeah. is a brutal kill this is sure. a very brutal kill um so many pipes through the skull like just a multitude of impalement um it's so gooey and this is the one that steps it up yes exactly yeah of any of the kills oh, for sure i would say this is like this, this is the, the f- disemboweling unedited thing if that if the equivalency for each right. one this would be that death this was the first scene that had me question why Ghostface? if there's always two of them why are they always doing this by themselves like if you had to take on two cops in a cop car and you're doing this with somebody else why don't you want them there with you and not just be like well i guess i got this one you got the last one or however how do you think ghost faces figure out who does what flip a coin um, i guess it about it, and i'm sure they yeah. Yeah. well i think in this one though because it doesn't really express when timelines are happening but i think one ghost face is off fucking with gail and dewey well, the other sure, ones almost have to doing be. this shit with Sid and, mm-hmm. yeah. and Allie. So, I mean, they're just like, they're like, let's fucking amp it up. I don't know if their plan was to just go for it tonight. I like to think that this, that the cop one is uh, <laughs> Debbie Salt jumping on top of the cop yeah, doing that ah. Yeah, Yeah, no, unfortunately, I think it's Mickey because, yeah, Debbie Salt's <laughs> on the phone back at campus or whatever. So then this leads to the super tense car scene. Oh, we have to, we can't get out of the back seat. We have to escape through the front and crawl over knocked out ghost face Mm -hmm. Uh, okay now watching this scene again for the purpose of this podcast i this is the only scene in the movie that enraged me because it's like Mm. he's knocked out 
or Ghostface is knocked out in this front seat. She crawls over, honks the horn, doesn't pull the mask off, whatever. That's fine. You don't want to do the Scooby-Doo reveal. I get it. But like the cop had a gun that's literally at the front end of this thing. She could have just pulled the gun out and just shot this dude in the head. Sure. That's what she should have done. For sure. And like, we already know that she went to that level. I was like, oh God, why? So you were enraged because she didn't murder him. Get the gooey I would have just, could you imagine how the movie would have changed? (laughs) If she. Yeah. Yeah. If it was I'd have been like, this is kind of dumb. (laughs) This is. Yeah, I guess that's what would happen. It's just, yeah. I mean, this guy literally put you in a car you accident. Think but you're going to be packing all the time. Well, not her... necessarily packing, but at least like attacking ghost faces. Well, some if there's aspect. ghost faces on the loose, I'm I'm gunning up, as they say. That's what gun people say, right? Time to it's, gun up. <laughs> where it, I don't, I forget where what state this takes place in. I don't know what gun laws are like. It's 1997. Uh, you know, it's. I would f- figure it out. I probably already have one anyway. Just. Of my she head. seemed pretty carefree. All she needed was caller ID at she the beginning did. of this movie. In theater, she was fine. That's what I'm she saying. just wanted caller ID in theater, and she was going to get past this. <laughs> I'd be a little more Jamie Lee in Halloween, Halloween 2018. Dude. Oh, not Halloween it ends where she just gave it all up. <laughs> <laughs> just That's what Sid is. Sid already reached that point of the Halloween true, ends yeah. Jamie Lee, where it's just I like know, everything's more fine. Those face calls with stab coming out. Whatever. I know it's out I there. Know, yeah. Well. yeah. Whatever. So, yeah, the, escaping the car is tense, but it, God damn it, Sid, going back is what gets her friend killed because they escape, yeah. they get out, and Sid's like, I just got to know, I got to go see. And then Ghostface isn't there, does like a, a circle back around, pop out, and surprise, he gets stabbed multiple times in the chest. And then Sid runs away, and Ghostface decides to just let her go. <laughs> <laughs> he like gets up. She'll go where she needs to. It's I, fine. I just, uh, I just got out of a I'm, car wreck. I can't be running right now. I, he's, got a, I, he's got a mad concussion right now. He's just like, I can't. Exactly. All right, you know what? Punctured l- like a collapsed lung. It's a <laughs> broken ribs collapsed. I'm so glad I was able to sneak attack Holly. It took a lot out of him to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, and he's stabbing her and going, "I need an ambulance." Oh yeah, because this is then it gives us, and then it shoots back to Gale, and then Cotton pops up all bloody. I found Dewey. That's when she runs out fine outside and finds Debbie Salt on the payphone, and mm-hmm. then we leads us into our like final kind of the show. Killers then. Cotton. Yeah, Killers Cotton. That's what Gale says. Yeah, exactly. Then we get to our final showdown, I guess, at the theater stage, mm-hmm. more or less. Sid runs in. Derek's been tied to that giant star, getting hazed for his letters. So He's I guess they left him there them. as part of the punishment. Yeah. As part of, yeah, mm-hmm. like up in the but rafters. He was fine. He was passed out. <laughs> like, right. He's like, he's asleep. He's like, wait, what? Big old dummy. And then Ghostface pops up. I guess he just needed a second to catch his breath because then he runs up behind and goes Mickey reveals himself. Mm-hmm. Then and tries then to convince it- Sid that Derek is part of it. Yep. The pump fake where it's like, yeah, it's like, oh no, he's, he's definitely, he's definitely part of it. Like I, I had to pull up all this slack and bunch of other, and then just the uh, Derek being like, "What the fuck are you talking killer, about?" No, I'm, boyfriend I didn't killer, do, boyfriend killer. Yeah, Mickey just Mickey. I mean Timothy Oliphant. I mean we we mentioned we're Ola 
Ola babes or whatever. Ola fans. Ola yeah. fans. They're only fans. <laughs> oh, if only I'd get an account. Oh, for sure. He's 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 definitely one of those people that we didn't even we didn't even touch this. He's had a glow up because he definitely looked a little bit more hey, skeezy Christian Slater skeezy. Like I don't know. There's he, something he had a skeezy look in the nineties. Exactly. Turn yes. of the century. Oliphant was definitely a skeezy. A lot of grease stuff. Maybe and yeah, then, and then yeah. A, as he aged into an Glow older up. face, it made him a little less mm-hmm. yeah, hey. criminal. Exactly. He also, but in this reveal, Dashing. though, I mean, he's playing his best, Gibbons. like Billy Loomis kind of psych weird face. You know what I mean? Like he's definitely he's oh, got yeah, the yeah. weird he's, he's got oh, the weird brow it. down and like it. rubbing his yeah he's bonkers yeah totally nuts he, he he's a great gr- <laughs> 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 he is a very very good reveal crazy person yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry Brian just dropped a little I hope so if you get that get it right. yeah. <laughs> um so then that leads to Sid pausing to letting him down and then. Mickey's like, ah, fuck it, and shoots him right in the chest. Yep. Derek the most it. brutal. As soon as it starts to splurt, Sid puts her hand on yeah. it. The right. most brutal last words. Don't worry, I got this. I never would have hurt you. Never. He's, never. I know. He's just like a never. big dummy. And, and I think just, he would have loved Sid, but that's Sid needs something better than Derek. Sure. Dr. <laughs> yes, Derek. Agreed. Future Dr. Derek. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll never know because he's fucking dead as a doorbell. I, I mean, I don't think he deserved to die, but no, I think there's another not. way out of that relationship. <laughs> yes, you know, not just naturally. Not when you're dating like, Sidney Prescott. You yeah. bore me. I met this real handsome cop. Yeah. So another thing, and I know this is talked about later on in a much later screen movie, but Ghostface uses a gun here, so it's not. He's revealed himself to be Mickey, but that's Ghostface using a mm. gun. It's happened. Yes. But it's not. In mask? Yes. Why does it, it matter? Because he, <laughs> he's not. His face isn't a ghost, bro. <laughs> his face is human ghost, face at this point. I know there's an Mickey argument face. later on this, but I mean, Scream 6, Ghostface has a shotgun. It's in the trailers at this point and all this. But like, I was fine with it then. I'm fine with it now. Mm-hmm. Ghostface. The ghost face it. Oh yeah, I'm not not fine with it in either situation. Yeah, people are. But not we fine. haven't seen ghost face ghost facing with a gun. Uh, yeah. we've only seen him ghost revealing with a gun. We've seen yeah, last one had yeah, somebody exactly. Yeah. Guns guns are are known to ghost face, so it's not just unusual yeah. for mm-hmm. him to be masked well, and have that, one. Billy shoots Gail right, and, and then uh, <laughs> Gail gets shot as like Maggie's dying from those shots. <laughs> From, uh, oh yeah, that whole Soul. fucking Reservoir Dogs end scene. Everyone's shooting everyone. Blam, 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 blam. So yeah, Mickey starts going off on like his whole why. Starts to talk about his partner. Out walks Gale. Surprise! It's not. It's actually Mrs. Loomis, as revealed by Sid. Uh, Debbie Salt is actually no. Billy's mother, but mm-hmm. sixty pounds and a lot of work later. Sixty. <laughs> well, she could that just, quote is fucking yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, uh, yeah, classic screamy type quote. Mm. This movie is full of slick scream language. Well, just kind of funny that I think about it, like of like, yeah, that you know, the drastic change of like Gail being like, you don't look anything like any pictures that I saw or whatever. I had a I had a good friend, and his mom went through a pretty drastic change, very similar, I would say, to what this description mm. is. And I was like, oh, I guess I could see that being real. Sixty pounds and yeah, a lot sure. of work later. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, someone but could Sydney look knew very right different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sydney definitely knew. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, if you know the person. But, like, comparing, like, only seeing this person in pictures. Right. Totally works. Totally. Because yeah, I, no, love, I, I love Gail and Debbie's play together the whole movie is... Yes. We, we barely even touched on it. That's just the whole fun interactions that they have throughout the whole movie. So leading up to the big reveal that, okay, Listen, it's local Mrs. Woman. Loomis. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey and Deb, Debbie or Mrs. Loomis, whatever we're calling her, met online. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Loomis is basically the money and I guess hey. presumably the overall brains because M Mrs. Loomis betrays Mickey. Mickey's a haul in for this, like the show and the fame and the courtroom and the well, yeah. he wants to get caught. Like movies. his whole point was for him to get caught, go to trial, and then say violent movies exactly. made him do it, and then have this huge like Christian brigade and you know all the Christian like, coalition will probably pay for it. Hell yeah, for my exactly. defense. Yes. <laughs> What's weird though, and he brings it up, is that was uh, was Billy's mom paying for his college? Yes. yes. Set the whole thing up yes. so he could go, like yes. be around her for like two years. Yeah, she's the money, and then start yeah. doing this and the brains. Okay, mm -hmm. okay, she's the producer. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. And so she's like, Mickey, your whole story's stupid. Done with that. Shoots him. He in turn ends up shooting Gail, and she falls Gale. into the orchestra pit. Which of everything that happens in the movie, her falling into the orchestra pit is the only thing that makes me like oof. What happens? <laughs> <laughs> Just a concrete slap. Because mm -hmm. and then that leads to Sid and Mrs. Loomis tussling for a little bit. Sid really uses her okay, environment so well. I have a note <laughs> yes. here that says, "How will Sydney defeat Mrs. Loomis?" With theater, of course. <laughs> the power like, of theater. <laughs> she turns oh on the fog machine and starts like and does the lightning the metal the sheet thunder that makes thing? thunder. Oh my god! For some reason, there's like some rocks that fall. That instead of just being like styrofoam falling rocks, they actually like bury Mrs. Loomis and appear to hurt her somehow. Like is, uh, the whole I do thing like this. Very funny to me. <laughs> I like the fire axe where like. She looks like <laughs> Mrs. Lewis looks through the like, like a bullet. It's a bullet hole, right? And goes oh, like, I love that. "All right." And then she just sees like the Jack Torrance with a fire axe, just hacking at all of the fucking rope lines and watching everything come down. It's so good. Can you imagine if Derek came down when she was? Doing that? <laughs> <laughs> That's who traps Mrs. Limit. That's what happens. He falls. The sun impales her. Oh, that would have been definitely fun. <laughs> that would have been great. So, yeah, she's using her environment to her full capacity. And then Cotton shows up. And Mrs. Limit gets like, you know, holds Sid as a shield. We get our whole bargaining mm -hmm. situation. And then it basically Sid's like, I'll, I'll agree to do an interview with you, Cotton. So Cotton's like, yep. Shoots Mrs. Loomis. Got it. Boom. Ends that. Okay. Hey, Sydney, you know I was... Oh, we do get the, the pump time. fake, though, because we're pinned down on Mrs. Mm -hmm. Loomis, and then Mickey pops out. <laughs> and just, I love his guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I want you to just jump up and be a crazy person, okay? And make it scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fucking amazing. And then he gets shot the fuck up, and then Sid decides to double tap Mrs. Loomis just in case and that leads us to do we get enrolled out he's alive that's awesome uh dun, dun, gail dun, dun, puts dun. down the camera mm -hmm. 
and it abandons the news story to tend to Dewey. So we see her growth there. I think it's real funny that Joel's like, uh, come on, Gail, just like we used to in the old days, which is like the old days, days ago. ago, a few yeah. days ago when you just yeah. met her for a few days. Yeah, <laughs> like, the old what days. the fuck are you talking about, Joel? He's trying to make her forget that he left. Uh, just <laughs> she got real like a smart person would. <laughs> and then we get credits. Lesson Jake starts playing. We get our uh, I love it. Yeah. And I got two notes yeah. that we weren't able to cover. Get it. Um, one is uh another great Dewey quote when he's bitching at Gale in the beginning is when he walks away from her, he goes, now, if you'll excuse me, I have some oozing to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is a great line. And then, uh, in the scene where Derek gets his forearm cut, when, uh, ghost faces chasing Sydney, uh, when Derek's outside ghost face, takes another stab at it because uh, oh. it worked before stabbing the door to see if if it works or not um, but that knife coming the th- through the door and Derek's big eyes is another like that's a good one just frame from this movie <gasps> that is burned into my brain that could have been another trailer shot I, I, it, like oh it yeah seems totally. very much like it that's awesome anything from that's you it. Ross no man he's all good i'm all good good. we're all good and we're gonna shuttle ourselves into a click click little lake that means we're gonna go to a break (laughs) we're going to take a break and we're back and it's time to get into our questions for tonight so i want to start us off with our fun the the one we always start off with (laughs) would we survive and if so how i said yes yeah. and i said yes by not being anywhere near sydney prescott yeah or well also i think as long as we are all ourselves none of our names are the names of victims from the first movie so we're also we good go. on so that front yeah. too we should be good there and then if we i again i stand by if you know a ghost face is around especially after the first one we we know understand a pattern mm-hmm. don't answer the phone just stop answering the yeah, phone. He can't attack you if you don't answer. We know that. Voicemail exists. He has to be <laughs> invited like, in your home. I know home. you're home. Pick, <laughs> pick up. up the fucking phone. <laughs> I can see you. I can't right here. Come, come on. If you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said also um, now for actively being stalked and chased after my best bet is to try. He's stumbly bumbly. So throw things. And mm-hmm. if you successfully knock ghost face out, ghost face out take a killing blow. Yes. Do absolutely do, do what Ross said. Pop him in the head. Finish the fucking job. So, that being said, <laughs> I know there's a few moments that we talked about in our conversation before. But did anything pull you out of the movie? For me, I I don't. It. I said not really. At this point, it's hard to tell because I'm so familiar with the movie and seen it so much, and yeah. it's just how I'm mm. watching. I'm like, yeah, certain things pulled me out but i don't care anymore for me it's still the killing the victims with the names thing every time i'm like oh yeah god damn it because it's like oh yeah rare for me to just straight up dislike something um (laughs) hated it in a scream movie Mm. usually i'll be like yeah but still i like it (laughs) for whatever reason this is not that way right that was the knocked out ghost face for me that entire scene was just Mm -hmm. maybe infuriating was too grandose of a word maybe i'll reel it back 
I get it. I understand. It wasn't speak. That is where you're screaming at the screen, you know, like, (laughs) totally. What the fuck? You're in the movie theater. I was Jada And then you're getting stabbed. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tongue. Oh, shit. In it. If this movie was a band, this is always a fun one. What is their name and genre? Ross, what do you got for us? Um, I got the Gale Weather Beatdown Westboro (laughs) Hardcore. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah. oh yeah i'd be I'd afraid to, to go that. to that show that sounds good <laughs> fucking horrifying <laughs> show to go to sam do you have any band names yeah it's uh the cotton weary experience <laughs> ooh, ooh. and they're sort of a psychedelic yeah, folk are. rock ooh. group of okay. course they are um, with the name like they that play festivals it's more like it, it, you can listen to them recorded but you're not gonna get it you gotta see them okay. live and get that jam mm-hmm. um to really get it and they have an album once every like seven years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, most of the stuff is just uh, live show tapes mm-hmm. traded amongst fans. Exactly. Especially at this time, 1997. Mine is the the Shrieking Masks. They're a punk pop punk band. Ooh. Uh, they have such titles, uh, song number one hits as Bloodstained, the Bloodstained Ballot and Stab in the Dark. So the the number one hit Stab in the Dark goes as follows. (laughs) (laughs) First one. In the shadows of the night, a chilling tale unfolds, a story that's been told, a fear that takes its hold, a masked figure lurking, haunting out haunting our every breath whispering screams of danger a dance with life and death pre-chorus we're running blind lost in the fright fighting for survival in this endless night searching for answers in a twisted game we play a stab in the dark we're caught in disarray and here's our chorus stab in the dark the killer's mark silent whispers tear us apart fighting for our lives in a twisted arc in a dream of screams a stab in the dark <laughs> incredible you wrote that wow, yourself hell no ava <laughs> came through. there's another verse there's another bridge there's wow. an outro so uh maybe i'll post that the whole song maybe i'll like there's probably a way that i can like hey feed this into another thing and make a whole song out of it oh you yeah, for sure can do that anyway that was a fun one we had there that was that was ava pulling through is there anything about this movie that is unusual for the genre i i mean how meta this fucking movie is i guess would be but it's it not in its own universe as in the scream universe but is in the slasher genre i mean they really mm-hmm. really go ham on the meta in this movie yeah they like uh what is it a new nightmare yes only other thing that i can think of oh sure yeah actually a really good point. No, that makes sense i agree with that um so it, it it hits hard on those points but it doesn't seem to be so outlandish for what it's doing like it's it doesn't seem like oh sure right 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 there's something weird with it mm-hmm. unusual un- yeah exactly the message of the movie what do you guys get out of it or what do you think it's trying to say don't answer the phone just, mm-hmm. That's what I got out. Of, I mean, that's what I got out of it. Phone. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I got out of it. I'd say. I mean, it's probably it. It could have like. I mean, Mickey's whole thing is media, pop culture, impact youth. Does it desensitize and blur the lines between fiction and reality? I mean, I say no, well, it, but that's certainly what's being mm-hmm. Mickey's ideas. And after this, Columbine happened, and that was a big discussion around Columbine, and then mm-hmm. that totally affected the outcome for 
Scream movies three. and what they were going to do in well, particular Scream with three, this franchise. Yeah. yeah. How are you going to make this Not film gooier? Oh, I mean, more. I don't know that it needs to be gooier. I think it's just gooey enough for me. I don't know. Make. Sydney I mean, yes, I agree with that. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's got some good. I, I would enough. say maybe. I mean, he is he is using just it's a buck knife, but it's it, well, you could have some dismemberment, uh, some evisceration, as in like Randy could have just had guts all over his body. I mean, if you know, if Mrs. Loomis went ham, so I think it just you could probably crank up the goo goo on the maybe the after, like when the the reveal of the dead body. In my research for this movie, I I. I my lines are a little bit blurred here of where it came from and where I heard it from, but apparently there is either is or the script or whatever they're going for a gorier version, just gorier stuff going on with Randy's kill. You do see a little bit more mm-hmm. or a whole bunch of different things, I think. And the reason for that was that Wes, when he wanted to go bring it in for a rating was trying to go in and be like, here's all this extra Mm-hmm. So they would force him to <laughs> cut it down to the stuff that he actually wanted cuts. to keep. Oh, right. Yeah, nice. exactly. <laughs> so that's like there, a, there uh, could be more to it, but like I agree with Sam that I don't think it's necessary. That's true. That's like a um, it's like an old Ren and Stimpy trick because those episodes were so outlandish because they would submit horrendous scripts to the studio. And they'd be like, well, we mm-hmm. can't do that, but we could definitely do these ones. Like in comparison, <laughs> it was way less crazy and they were still crazy. So yeah, definitely ways to do it with the kills, but I don't think it's necessary for this villain level one through 10. Uh, this is always a good one. Power level iconography. I like to split it into mm-hmm. you guys got any top of the head ones. Uh, I got a question. Are we rating Ghostface or Mickey as Ghostface and... Well, be salt as Ghostface. I would say the two of them together. I would like, say the iteration of Ghostface, Ghostfacing in this movie in Scream yeah. Two. Yes, you know what I mean. I would give it an eight. I think the the iconography of this is a five for me. Uh, the one liners in for Ghostface where his phone calls are, I think, are more menacing and just ugh, creepier and weirder, which is mm-hmm. great. Um. But it's still a person, so power level's like a three for me, where it's like it's still just a, a really upset mom yeah. and, a, and a film student. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like I – But they still, they still have those ghost face powers, those weird ghost face powers <laughs> that you get. I, I mean, I'm just partial to ghost face, so I gave it a nine. For <laughs> I, five for iconography and four for power level. Okay. I know I'm being generous on the power level. Yeah. But but it's it's the spirit of Ghostface. I get that. Framing it this way, I'd be at like a seven, I guess. Five for iconography and two for power level. Yeah, no. Uh, there's just at, at, even though Ghostface does have some powers in this, they, there there is a lot of just like not accomplishing much and getting lucky with some stabs. <laughs> things true. working out. That's those are some good powers. Luck is a Ghostface power. Ooh, it just has luck it's very on its true. own. Mm, I like that. That's what it is. Chances are always high that he'll stab in just the right part to you, you know get it. He got the luck of the ghost face. He got the he's got the <laughs> luck of the ghost face. So does this movie deserve a sequel? And what is the worst sequel idea you can think of? Say so, hell yeah, it deserves a sequel. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely deserves a sequel. Uh, in the sequel, uh, the worst one is 
uh, Stu Mocker is alive. He's living in a sewer and <laughs> some kid like falls off a bridge next to him and he brings him under his wing to teach him how to kill people. Mm-hmm. But that kid wears his own mask and he starts to do some killing. But then Stu Mocker's like, you know what? I'm going to take over. So he'll kill that kid. And then I don't know, something will happen at the end that nobody will really no care. one no one would ever make that. <laughs> That's movie. perfect. No one would ever make that. That movie. was that could that could never happen with any sort of iconic figure. Not even close. Right. Um oh man. Okay, so worst sequel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, have it <laughs> I would say kind of have it begin how it does, but the first interaction of Ghostface meeting Sid, Sid takes a wrong turn. And then gets into a final destination scenario where she trips, falls, and the entire butcher block just falls on her and kills her immediately 20 minutes into the movie. And then it's just a really bummed out Mickey and Mrs. Lo- and Mrs. Loomis being like, what? what the? We had- and then it's the trial. And it's the trial. <laughs> and then it's just a trial. Because they just Real give up. dry they courtroom go, trial. <laughs> it's like, well, all right, well, I want to do my so thing. is this a remake? <laughs> no, it's... I don't, I, they're I, still alive? I guess it, uh, I yeah. guess it would be I guess a remake. It, it, it's a requel. It's a requel. <laughs> or the He's worst sequel, some stuff. which we've thought we've talked about before. Well, yeah, it's a terrible sequel. It's like, wait, didn't they die it's, in the last it's like <laughs> It's like Evil Dead 2. And they just re- they just scratched the other one. It's like Lawnmower Man 2. <laughs> good idea ross i mean i i went to ava again on this one and asked her to chime in she came out with scream 3 silent vacation in this ill-advised sequel the ghost face killer takes a break from slashing and instead goes on a tropical vacation turning the franchise into a poorly executed horror comedy with cliched beach themed kills and a complete departure from the original suspenseful tone Oh okay. Yeah, I mean, I'd be pissed. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be upset. <laughs> Ghostface in a Hawaiian shirt, though. I mean, it could be kind of fun and doing, you know, cliched beach theme f- kills. Mm-hmm. What's a cliched beach theme kill? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, umbrella, right umbrella through the the stomach, and then the umbrella opens. Ooh, that's a good one. Like a beach umbrella. Um, I do have a second. A second one. So if we're going from high school to college, maybe the third installment would be Ghostface gets his masters. So he just, okay. you know, he find he gets his. <laughs> they went through the associates. <laughs> they got through the bachelors, and it's just figured, Ghost. Let's just keep going. Yeah, and it's like he gets really into his murder studies. So he just kind of forgets about Sid and focus on himself. <laughs> It's just a, yeah. It's a story of Ghostface. Focus. How, how Stella got his her groove back. It's how Ghostface, how Ghostface got, got, got their groove back. Is what yeah. Really finding themselves and, and figuring out. I like that. Yeah. I kind of actually want to see that. You know, Ghosty figuring out who they are. Yeah. So would you buy the soundtrack or score on vinyl? Absolutely not. Unlike the first movie. There, man, there is not a lot of redeeming songs I like from this soundtrack at all. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I don't know, oh, man. It's just, it just has different oh, vibes. Fine. I think it's really funny because it's mostly, and I don't know if it's just because of the times or just because it was a sequel, but it's like a lot of the buildup songs that happen in between 
are what I would think a stereotypical 1997 movie would have in between those beats. Uh huh. So, I mean, I could just get a 1997 mixtape and probably be about the same. And that's a good point. I will buy the soundtrack. It has a Less Than Jake song, cover song of I Think I Love You, which I I loved and I still do. Mm. It's, I mean, I'm indifferent to Dave and the Matthews band of his. Yeah. Uh, it's probably got red right hand on it. I'll take that. It's probably got uh, you know, Dewey's theme in there. Oh shit! Uh, so I'll listen to that all fucking shit. day long. So okay. I'll be sitting I'm... over here listening to Dewey's theme on repeat while. How about this? Is there like a you seven get to inch listen in the background? Is there a seven inch a seven, of just yeah, Dewey's just the theme cut of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get the the special one off. Sam had to jump away for a second so we can get his opinions on these. If he doesn't come back in time, we'll tell him to throw his. Uh, Throws ideas into the Discord and continue the conversation there. Is anything action figure worthy? Uh, yeah, Ghostface. Absolutely. I mean, that's I'll take a Ghostface, a removable mask Ghostface. So like underneath, you get like the killer. That'd be fun. Yes. Oh, that would be really good with interchangeable heads. Or, yeah, or you just have a, just a shit ton of them. Yeah, and you have like a whole lineup of different Ghostface, and you can. It's like a blind them, bag. You know, and they all come. Billy, oh my Stu, god! That's amazing, actually. Dude. Mickey, Mrs. Loomis, and then so on. We need we'll to stop to recording because that's a brilliant idea. Unmask your own ghost face. Collect one of want it x amount of custom colors. ghost faces where you can make your fate yourself onto a ghost face toy. Perfect. <laughs> that gets unmasked. There we go. We have a whole line of it coming out. Um, I mean, I'd say I take I take a a bunch of toys i don't know i take the whole crew yeah i take the interactive randy yanked into a van with blood spilling set oh that would be really good i would also get the um i guess technically i was thinking straws but it'd be easier for chopsticks have a chopstick holder which is just the cop in the crashed car so you just kind of go <laughs> through him and then you know take him out when you need oh, him. i like that that'd be a good one Sam's back. So, would I buy the soundtrack or score on vinyl? Yes, I would. Why not? It's Ross got wouldn't. some screamy stuff on there. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus. That's insane. He's so unpredictable. <laughs> and then I remind him that Dewey's theme might be on mm. it, so he just wants the seven inch. A seven inch. Cut of just Dewey's that theme. Would, it totally Dewey's would be theme, on. and then yeah. flip it around. Yeah. And but I said he can't have it. And it's he the stab it. version of Red Right Hand, yeah, not yeah. the scream version of Red Right Hand. There's oh, wow. a difference. Okay. And then action right figure, hand. I said, obviously, Ghostface. Yeah, Ghostface. I'll take uh, Scream 2 Ghostface where you take off the mask and it's Debbie Salt. <laughs> just, what did I say? He said it's a blind <laughs> well, bag. it was all of them. You, you can get eventually a whole line of Ghostface and all just a whole oh, bunch cool. of different where you can take I off their that. masks. That's great. How has nobody done that? Exactly. Right. right. Again, That'd I said amazing. we need to stop recording. Stop recording. Stop Check this out. Right. that. Merger prop. prop. Yeah, we yeah. just got into this. I said the mask. I would love a fucking on screen or whatever ghost face mask. Uh, okay. Knife. Yeah, yeah. No, or knife. I would mask. get the outside the theater, the giant green fucking hand with the knife. Are you kidding me? Or the ghosts that fly across the ceiling. I said the ghost. I said the <laughs> flying ghost face thing in the theater. <laughs> I want one of those. So, which leads us to I mean, what would you do at the midnight show? And I said, I want. What happens at Stab in this yes. movie at the midnight show? I, I, that was my only note. Ghost face costumes galore. Ghost face puppets flying through the air. Fucking 
glow in the dark St- knives, knives and shit. Like this is one of the only movies I think that we're gonna cover. Maybe I'm I'm probably wrong that we're gonna cover that like the midnight showing. Literally, the movie showed us what the the midnight show our <laughs> version like. of what it should be like. <laughs> Can you imagine maintaining that kind of energy it, oh. for the length of a movie? Just fucking... Yeah! yeah! <laughs> it's like a Coliseum riot. I didn't yeah. mention this, but how many theaters are playing it in that theater? Just the one? Just the just one, the one yeah. I think it's just a There's one There's so theater. many people running around, like, while the, like, I don't know, that seem really into what the movie is, but they're out in the lobby. They're all over the place. Oh, sure, right. I don't know. College theater, man. College theater, man. Kids are crazy. The energy, they just have infinite amounts and you go run around. Those kids with their energy. <laughs> Fucking, it. It's wild. Get out of here. I used to have it. I used to be young. <laughs> <laughs> what? I used to be young. Which well, lead scream to? <laughs> reminds me of being a young lad. Let's bring us into <laughs> our ratings and try to land this thing. It's time to take out our, I don't fucking know, ghost face knives as we rate this mm. film on our shuttle scale. I'm just going to like to use the, the, the zero to five fingers, which basically equates to engaging, sticky, t-shirtable, cockles, relaunchable. We give it a 0, 0.5 or 1. We invite you all to join in on that score. Let us know in the Discord what you guys think about that as well. Mm-hmm. It's a club. We want to know the club yeah. score. So yeah. with that being said, I'm going to kick it off straight over to Sam to oh, give us the reading shit. for tonight. Screen. The rating for tonight. You're rating that's it for it. tonight. Nobody else gets Nobody, that input. <laughs> yeah, you got the say. Oh, wow. All right. That's all on me. It's a big load to carry. You can carry I'll it. I'll do my best by chopping off some fingers engaging that's gonna be a one definitely fully engaging it's just got that scream feel i love being in the scream you the su scream universe (laughs) yeah Um, so i'm there sticky it will get oh well you know what i'm always i'm trying to go high if i'm unsure so i'm giving it a one uh because I was like, yeah, it, it sticks, but not fully sticks. But you know what? It, it's it's more than just half a stick. So give it a full finger for sticky. T-shirtable. Uh, so here's a funny one. This is kind of a Ross answer. I'm giving it a 0.5, even though I used to have a Scream 2 shirt. <laughs> um, sure. Totally. There's nothing particularly interesting about the imagery of this one there was um, two things you mentioned wanting on a t-shirt while we were talking about it oh that's true <laughs> that's very true you said the shot of gale you know and what? cotton weary or something it's fully t-shirtable thank you brian <laughs> um my scream t- maybe it's my scream 2 shirt because it just it says just- scream 2 on it, it was very boring <laughs> it's true Do you have I got it PTSD. In Bad scream shirts. (laughs) I think it was actually given away at the premiere of the movie. It's perfect. Nice. (laughs) Cockles. Yeah. Definitely cockles. Wow. This is going a lot higher than I anticipated. Rewatchable. That honestly is where the point five Mm -hmm. will come into it. Sure. Give it a four or five because... I'm probably only watching this one when I'm revisiting the franchise. I'm not watching it on its own. Sure. No, that makes plenty of sense. So four or five is, wow. I I think it'd go that high, but hey, 
Good for you, Scream 2. <laughs> Good for you, Scream 2, indeed, from Sammy Poo. That leaves us over to Rossi Lou. Ooh. All right. Hey. Oh, hey. All right. Let's go with, uh, all right. Engaging. Engaging gets a one. I, man, I, I don't think I'm not engaged when I watch Scream movies. I just, there's just, I'm always in it. I just, I don't know. I like that ecosystem. Engaged. engaged. Uh, Sticky. Sticky is going to get. I think it's going to get a full one for me because like, I don't know. I really like the ghost face in this. I think it has some of the best quotes and some of the mm. best lines to me is the part. Sure. Uh, a little meaner. Yeah. You like a little meaner. Yeah. Ghost face. A little, mm, meaner, a little meaner ghost face. Uh, T-shirtable is going to get a 0. 0.5. There are some good ideas, but uh, yeah, I, I could be okay. I'd be okay with having a scream two shirt, but I'm not going to actively, get one like if i find one i go oh that might be quite cool cockles um man this is also going to get a 0.5 for me it didn't they weren't drained nothing's drained here like it was good there was some definitely some (laughs) (laughs) there's definitely some you know some sparks but it wasn't a full fire for me um rewatchable rewatchable is also going to get a 0.5 for me uh it is really that like I would have to really get into a scream bender to sit down and watch two again because I realize I think it's been mm-hmm. like scream bender, uh, scream bender. It's an it is just all ghost screams like ah! mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I'm a water bender. I'm an air bender. I'm a scream bender. Yeah, I, honestly, I think it's probably been a safe five to six years since I've seen Scream two. Which for me is mm-hmm. wild because usually a lot of these would right. be in heavy rotation all the time. But so, yeah. So I think I go three, three five. five. I'm okay with that. Respectable. I've actually uh, I'm going back and changing my score because four or five feels too high for me, and and I wasn't sure on sticky, so I'm dropping it down to point five, and four feels much better. There you go. Me. There it goes. So. Little dropper boy there. Bloop. Can't make up his mind. Little flip flopper, changing things all the time. <laughs> My score: uh, engaging, one; sticky, one; t-shirtable, one; cockles, one; rewatchable, one. This one it's is five. a five. I didn't. Seems like you guys were gonna get that out of me. Oh yeah, that was coming. I it, thought it, you were gonna say that. Yeah, super nostalgia trip. I, I mean, I love it. I kind of, we we talked enough about it already, but I'm definitely engaged with it. Sticky. I know I said I like, oh, I didn't remember Sarah Michelle Geller was in it. It's like, but I do remember, like, there was so much I do remember about it. So it definitely did stick around. Yeah. T-shirtable. I'd never had a, a Scream t-shirt. I didn't have many, like, Ghostface or anything Scream t-shirt until recently. Now I found myself having a couple. A plethora. <laughs> yeah, one for each day of the week. Ooh. But I don't have a Scream 2, so I definitely need a Scream 2 t-shirt at some point in the mix uh cockles were fully milked drained rocked and locked and rewatchable yeah i'll watch this at any time in order out of order i'll i'll throw it and love it so that's where it comes for us which puts it in at a 4.17 as an average call it 4.2 well that's good that that puts it into the Chuddle Club crib, yeah. right? Yeah, it puts it right up in there above the fours. I mean, it sits around VHS 94, cramp it, 4.17. So 4.2, the other things that hit that exact mark were Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, mm-hmm. 
respectable. Friday the 13th Part 3 is right above it, and right below it is something like VHS 94. <laughs> There's a few other movies that I don't... We have a scorecard that we're looking at here, and like we're trying to arrange it to, to allow us to you know see what works, and I don't have all the previous scores and scores currently and up to date so there's other ones in there in the mix that we may have missed but that's a good kind of show of what it's at definitely yes so now that you know what we have to say what does the club have to say as of recording we only had a couple club members chime in here so the club average for scream 2 is a 4.25 yeah so it's it's real real close to what we have here and jump into the discord where they uh they gave their breakdowns and cut off fingers over there as well goo heads please feel free to continue this and let us know going forward we can always change and add the score around of what the club members think so to finish us off tonight I'm going to ask us a final would you rather question with our finey, our finey thingy thing. Finey thing? Our final thingaling. Our finey, final thing. Final, final little thing. <laughs> Baby voice. Because you'll like it. <laughs> would you rather be a survivor and scream to and face the traumatic aftermath or be an oblivious victim in the first few minutes of the movie? <laughs> So would you rather just die right away or like have to like go through the anxiety of watch, being hunted like, down? I don't know, a whole, hunted down, seeing a bunch of your friends die, living in that world. Both cases I'm dying? Uh, no, I guess you live and you just have to live with the traumatic aftermath. The second one, the the living one. The, living <laughs> oh, so, okay. or the one where you might live at yeah. least. Not guaranteed to die. No, sure. Yeah. Um. Sense. Yeah, I could probably live That's with some fucked with up you. shit. I'd probably like at least. I could live with you guys getting murdered, murdered maybe, <laughs> or fucking dismembered. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would go for the I, living I, I, option I, I, versus getting just like gonna die. Yeah, yeah. This is obviously has come from AI as well, so it's mm-hmm. one of the better ones that came out of this. Starting to ask us how we'd prefer to die, oh. huh? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, well, I, I specifically asked it, but one of the things was like, would you rather experience events of Scream Two? in the college campus or with that ghost face or the ghost face from Scream 1 in a haunted asylum. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, spooky. I guess the first choice. I don't want a haunted asylum and ghost face. face I think that just compounds your problems. Uh, unless Ghostface gets taken out by the ghosts, I mean that could be. But then you're still dealing with ghosts, so yeah. I guess that question did come up, and it was a maybe a better one. And that concludes the Chuddle the Pod Movie Club meeting for tonight. As a movie club, you members are the heart and the soul, so don't forget to jump into the Discord. Best place to continue the conversation with us, as well as other club members and past guests. Don't forget. About Chuddle the Sam over on Letterboxd. What's up? For all his moviness over there and at Ross Purvis oh, on Instagram for some sweet artwork, tattoo action, maybe a little funny meme in his story. Maybe. Yes, that's that's very on brand. <laughs> <laughs> and all of us at Shuttle the Pod on Instagram, on Slasher. On all the good places. Facebook, we're over there now. Hit us up on Gmail. Send us a message. Get into our things. Rate and review us. We love that. Be a friend. Tell a friend. And until next time. Now, if you'll excuse me, 
have some oozing to do. One more thing. Nice streaks. <laughs>